Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 170th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please make sure to go do that. Also, please be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, as some good stuff will be posted there daily as well. So to kick off the show today, I'd like to talk about some of the news out of day two of Blackhawks training camp, starting with Calvin DeHaan missing practice because of a family emergency, according to coach Jeremy Colleton, who also added that he is not sure when DeHaan will rejoin the team, So, definitely something to keep an eye on when the Hawks hit the ice for practice here later this afternoon. So, no DeHaan on Tuesday, and still no Corey Crawford for the Blackhawks as well, with really no update regarding his situation, other than that he did not opt out before Monday's deadline. So, there is still a chance that Crow could return to the Blackhawks before they have to cut down their roster when they travel to Edmonton on July 26th. So, interestingly enough, the Hawks decided to have Nicholas Bodan skate with the first team instead of on the taxi squad on Tuesday, as they rolled with the defensive pairings of Keith and Boquist up top, Mata and Murphy on the second pairing without Dahan there, and then Bodan and Cuckoo on the third pairing, with Lucas Carlson and Brent Seabrook being the odd two out, so it appears at the moment. And this will continue to be an interesting situation to watch as training camp goes on and also as Seabrook gets more and more reps after being off the ice for the last seven months because I I really don't think that the team would actually play Bodan in a postseason game over Seabrook if game one were to occur tomorrow or something. But here we are for the second consecutive day. We see Seabrook joining Lucas Carlson on the so-called fourth pairing, and he kind of appears to be in seventh defenseman territory at the moment. As I talked about yesterday, we know that the Hawks would like to roll with a top four of Keith and Boquist and then Dahan and Murphy, assuming that Dahan does return to the team. But the third pairing is still sort of up for grabs with either Mata and Cuckoo going to be paired together, or we could see Seabrook swap in for one of those two guys, probably Cuckoo in my opinion, if the Blackhawks do think that Seabrook is ready to go by August 1st. We also saw Blackhawks top forward prospect Philip Kirishev join the first team on Tuesday as well, as he mixed in with Matthew Highmore on the team's fourth line during line rushes. With Andrew Shaw and Zach Smith both out for the entire postseason due to injury, Kirishev joins Brandon Hagel as the two forwards that will likely be the next man up if another Blackhawks player were to go down due to injury or something COVID-related happens or whatnot. So, not all the, not all that surprising to see the Hawks ask Kirishev to come and skate with the first team on Tuesday, but I am curious to see if they will continue to have him up there or if they'll kind of have him jump back and forth between the two squads for the next 11 days or so. I also wonder if the Hawks are actually considering giving Kirishev a look in the postseason, if maybe Highmore were to struggle or something, or an injury were to happen, as I just mentioned, 
or if they are just doing this to give him the experience of practicing with the team, much like they've been doing with defenseman prospect Alec Regula. Kirishev is currently one of the only forward prospects in the Blackhawks system that has potential top six upside, so I do think it's important to get the 20-year-old some reps with the big boys right now, and also... Kind of like the situation that I spoke about yesterday regarding why the Hawks should start Colin Delia in net over Malcolm Subban if Crawford can't go in the postseason. And that's giving, like, giving Kirishev a look for a game or two in this series, I I don't think at least, I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world. I mean, the Hawks are lucky to even be in this situation, quite frankly, as there was no chance they were going to come back and sneak into the postseason if the regular season was never paused due to the coronavirus. So, if they go down 2-0 to Edmonton or something, and or maybe if Crawford isn't playing at all, maybe Carlton should consider throwing Kirishev or Hegel in the lineup just to see how they handle postseason play at such a young age. I mean, when you think about it, what do the Hawks have to lose? If they drop this series to Edmonton, That gives them a 12.5% chance of landing the first overall selection in this year's NHL draft. So, to me, either way, the Hawks are in a better situation than they were going to be if the 2019-20 regular season had just concluded normally. Alright, so I think that takes care of all the news I wanted to cover out of Blackhawks training camp on Tuesday. Now let's move our conversation on to some of the updates out of the Edmonton Oilers training camp, as well as some of the changes to the times of Game 2 and Game 3 of the Best of 5 playing series between the two teams. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Alright, so we just finished talking about all of the latest news from day two of the Blackhawks training camp. Now I want to talk a little bit about some news coming from the Oilers camp, starting with defenseman Caleb Jones being deemed unfit to participate with the main group for the second consecutive day, although Oilers head coach Dave Tippett did make it sound like the team is not too worried about Jones' situation during his interview following practice. It's also worth noting that Jones was able to skate with the Oilers' black aces after the main group practiced, so it sure seems like once Jones gets the green light from the doctors, then he will more than likely rejoin the team immediately. For right now, though, Matt Benning has slid in on the third pairing next to Chris Russell after veteran blue liner Mike Green decided to opt out of the postseason due to family health concerns a couple of days ago. Because of Green's decision to opt out, plus Jones' current situation, Oilers fans have been wondering if they could see top defenseman prospects Evan Bouchard or Philip Broberg make their postseason debuts this year. But at the moment, though, 
It appears that the team is comfortable moving forward with Benning as their sixth defenseman, and then they've heard good news regarding Jones's potential return, and once he comes back to the team, he will also be higher on the depth chart than both Bouchard and Broberg, so it doesn't sound too likely that either of those guys will make their postseason debuts against the Chicago Blackhawks unless something drastically changes in the next couple of weeks. We didn't see any changes to the Oilers' forward lines on Tuesday, so once again, Tippett decided to split up the trio of Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisaitl, and Kyler Yamamoto by swapping RNH with Andreas Athanasiu from the first line. And then the third line of Tyler Ennis, Riley Shahan, and Josh Archibald remain the same, as well as the fourth line of James Neal, Jujar Kara, and Alex Chason. On defense, Clefbaum and Larson remained the top defensive pairing, with Nurse and Bear as the second, and then, as I mentioned just a moment ago, Chris Russell skated with Matt Benning once again as the team's third defensive pairing. The Oilers actually held a small team scrimmage on Tuesday, so they're starting to ramp it up a bit already to get their guys going in a game-type setting there a little bit. And I am curious to see when the Hawks do the same at Fifth Third Arena, as we really only see them hold drills to get back into the swing of things so far. So I think that wraps up all the news out of both teams' training camps from Tuesday that I wanted to update you all with. Now I wanted to be sure to quickly mention some of the changes to the times of Games 2 and 3 of the Best of 5 playing series between the Blackhawks and the Oilers. At the moment, Game 1 between these two teams is still slated for Saturday, August 1st at 2pm Central Time, but now Game 2, which is scheduled for Monday, August 3rd, and Game 3 on Wednesday, August 5th, will be played at 9.30pm Central Time, which is what normally happens when the Hawks face the Oilers out in Edmonton. Either way, the typical Monday through Friday 9-5 to worker was going to have a hard time watching this postseason regardless, so honestly, I think that having the Hawks games late at night is better than having them in the middle of the afternoon. It is unfortunate that both games 2 and 3 will end around midnight at earliest here in Chicago, but I do think that will allow for more people to tune in, so this should only help the majority in my opinion. I also wanted to mention that the NHL finally released the schedule for the exhibition games before postseason play starts, with the Blackhawks scheduled to take on the rival St. Louis Blues at 5.30pm on Wednesday, July 29th, which is exactly two weeks from today. At the moment, I am not sure if the game is going to be televised, but I sure hope that it is because, although it may be only an exhibition game, Anytime we take on the Blues, things always tend to get a little chippy, and I sure would love to take them down at least once this year after going 0-4 in the regular season and being shut out twice. Okay, I think that covers all of the Blackhawks scheduling updates that the NHL released yesterday. Now it's time to move on to our daily segment here on the podcast, which is regular season recap, where I give a brief recap of one of the Blackhawks players' 2019-20 regular seasons, just as a bit of a refresher on how they did this year before the potential best-of-five playing series against the Edmonton Oilers. I am Jack Bushman, your host of the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. 
You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at TalkinHockey. Or you can also email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. For any questions regarding the show, myself, or simply just life in general. So we just finished talking about all of the latest news out of the Edmonton Oilers training camp and the updates to the Blackhawks schedule. Now it's time for our daily regular season recap segment, with today's feature being 26-year-old scrappy forward Drake Kajula. So to throw it back a little bit, on December 30th, 2018, the Chicago Blackhawks acquired forward Drake Kajula and defenseman Jason Garrison from the Edmonton Oilers in exchange for defensemen Brandon Manning and Robin Norrell, a move that wound up playing a significant role in the firing of then-Oilers general manager Peter Chiarelli. On the other end, Blackhawks GM Stan Bowman was praised for the move, as not only was he able to shed his biggest mistake from the previous summer, which was the Brandon Manning contract, a nightmare there for Chicago, but Bowman was also able to nab an effective top-nine winger in Drake Kajula. Now, after the trade, Kajula went on to play in 26 games for the Blackhawks in the 2018-19 regular season, finishing with 5 goals and 7 assists for 12 points. Not only was Kajula producing offensively, but he was also one of the only physical forwards on the team with 56 hits in his 26 games played. The University of North Dakota graduate's versatility was one of the main reasons why the Hawks were so high on him heading into 2019-20. But unfortunately, Kajula was not able to carry over the momentum from last season, as he only had 4 points in the opening 15 games this year before suffering a concussion on November 10th against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The injury kept the 26-year-old forward out of the Blackhawks lineup for two months, but Kajula finally returned on January 9th against the Nashville Predators back at the United Center. Kajula went on to have a much better second half of the season, as in the final 25 games before the COVID-19 outbreak, he recorded 6 goals and 5 assists for 11 points. In total, the Pickering Ontario native tallied 15 points in 40 games played, which would put him on pace for 31 points in a full 82-game season. Kajula will likely be a high 30s to low 40s point producer at best in his NHL career, so that 31-point total is right around what you can expect from him going forward. Looking at some of Kajula's other statistics, and a few that stood out were his 81 hits and career-high 16.1 shooting percentage. Even though he played in just 40 games, Kajula was still 6 on the Hawks in hits, and his average of 2.02 hits per game was among the highest on the team. As for his shooting percentage, Kajula finished 2nd on the Blackhawks behind only Dominic Kubalik and was ranked 37th in the NHL out of players with at least 40 games played. His 11.49 average time on ice this year should increase in the 2020 postseason considering those numbers. As for Kajula's top performance of the 2019-20 regular season, that likely came on January 18th against the Maple Leafs in a bit of a redem redemption game there. In just his fifth game back in the lineup, Kajula picked up his second consecutive multi-point effort with a goal and an assist in the Blackhawks' dominant 6-2 road victory. Kajula also finished with three hits, two blocks, and a plus-three plus-minus rating while skating with Jonathan Taze and Dominic Kubalik on the Hawks' top line. Overall, Kajula was productive during his limited time with the Blackhawks this season. His physical style of play, combined with underrated offensive abilities, makes him such a diverse weapon, and his ability to be slotted up and down the lineup is a tremendous luxury for the team. 
Kajula spent the majority of his season bouncing between the first and the third lines, but the expectation is that he will begin on the Blackhawks' third line for the potential best-of-five playing series against the Edmonton Oilers. That is exactly where he skated at the Blackhawks' first two training camp sessions on Monday and Tuesday, alongside rookies Dominic Kubelik and Kirby Dock. Alright, so I think that is going to wrap up Blackhawks forward Drake Kajula's regular season recap, and also Wednesday, July 15th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and as always, make sure to give the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page a follow at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news about the potential return of hockey in the next few weeks. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey. That's capital T-A-L-K-I-N, capital H-A-W-K-E-Y. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and thank you again for listening.